What do you do when once word gets out about your newfound success, friends or family start asking for money? Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. We always have the hard conversations here. Thank you so much for joining me today. You can always learn more about me over at heathergrayconsulting.com. And today I'm just going to dig in. But before I can dig into this very important conversation, I have a confession to make. Um, for the past several months, my podcasting studio, as I say in air quotes, has been the bedroom of a temporary apartment that I've been living in. And as I got set to record a batch of podcast episodes, there has just been incessant weed whacking going outside. I don't know how many more weeds there could possibly be to whack or how many more leaves have to constantly be blown about the yard. I don't know why they don't just rake them and put them in bags rather than blowing them around every day, but I digress. In any case, podcasting was not going to happen at the house today, and because I use my phone to record the podcast, I can go anywhere I need to go um, and record the show, but but I couldn't print out <laughs> the email question that I had for today's show because living temporarily, I don't have access to my printer. So I really want to apologize to today's listener. I know that it's important sometimes for questions to be asked and answered and seen in your own words. And I know that you took the time to write to me with this question. And of course, I'm going to write back to you and explain the situation so that um um, you understand why I couldn't read it out on the air. It's just a silliness on my part, really. Um, but I don't want you to think it's because I'm disrespecting your question or um, the weight of the question you're bringing to the table. And I hope you hear in my answer how sincerely I want to help and how much I think I can help. Um, but for now, I need to fill in the rest of our listening audience into the question that you were asking me. So we have a writer, um, uh, the letter writer wrote in, and she she is a salon owner in a brick and mortar um, uh, hairdressing and skincare salon um, in the Midwest of the United States. And she wrote to me because she opened her business a couple of years ago. And over the length of time that she's owned her business, she went from having it be herself and two of her friends as stylists to having um, six stylist chairs, two estheticians doing skincare, two estheticians doing brows and waxing and a couple of other support people offering hair, makeup, advice, etc., etc. So she has expanded the size of her store several times over the course of her business. She just keeps taking on additional space and expanding her suite of services and her business has been doing really well now for several years. In the time that she's grown as a business owner, in the time that she's developed a reputation in town and made the top 10 list and been featured on Yelp and been featured in other um high-profile situations on Instagram for best salons and this, that, and the other thing, she is starting to get more and more requests from friends for a loan, to pay for dinner, an assumption that people will um, assume that she's going to pay for dinner since she's the one, quote unquote, making the big bucks. And she's also getting repeated requests for help from her mom. 
And over the past year and a half, she has sort of been asked or loaned or given over five grand. And for her and her business, she's starting to feel the pinch because it's affecting her savings and it's affecting her desire to spend her own extra income, her own profit on herself because she fears what it would mean if she had to say no to the people who need her help. And so it's a really important question. And a lot of us have been in this place. I know that I personally have been in this place where this has happened to me. And this has happened also too with my husband and um, other family members. And I also know that this is something that clients of mine have experienced over the years, that they first get this hit of success, especially in the online space where people are entirely too public about their income and their numbers. And that all of those numbers end up sending a message of perceived wealth. And when people don't have a concept of money and they don't have a concept of income or business expenses, they really do assume that you have this pot of money that you won't feel or notice the difference if you no longer have it or you give a little bit of it away. And somehow people feel entitled to asking. Now, I know that some family members are going to be up against the wall and some people that we love and care deeply about are going to need our help and our time and our assistance. And I totally understand all of that. And I know that there's a time and a season and a reason. But I also know that it's sometimes because everybody assumes you have so much money, you were simply the first phone call. And sometimes they wouldn't have even asked anybody else, but they think for you, it's an easy ask. And I think we all know the difference between a time when we are being respected in the request for money when what they're asking for is seen with some sort of reverence and respect and when we're being taken advantage of or when someone is approaching us from an entitled state. I think that as business owners, we're savvy enough to be able to tell the difference. The conversation I want to have with you today starts with the people who don't have that awareness, either because of their own mental illness. A lot of people, for example, with personality disorders, borderline personality, narcissistic personality, people with, you know, disordered thinking and disordered perception don't see the world the way most of us do. And then as a result, they think they're entitled to things that are not really theirs. And there's other people who just assume that because they're near you and they're in your orbit, that they can benefit from your success. And then there's people who suddenly they have an option. They They've never had you as an option before or never perceived you as an option. So they've been beating their head against the wall, trying everything else. And then suddenly you're like their last chance and they see you and they perceive you as somebody who can help. And in these situations, it's so important that you get a sense of what your own values are because everybody makes this decision differently. There's ways that some people have been culturally raised that like we're a community and one for all and all for one. And there's other people who say you work really hard. You don't have to share it with anybody. Then we have humanitarians and philanthropists and we have a lot of people with a whole wide array of values. 
What's really important in these situations is that you decide what your value is and how much you're willing to help or loan or give away or pick up the tab before anyone asks. Because as a result of where you are in life, your values may have changed. You may be feeling more humanitarian. You may want to donate to more causes or you may want to, you know, help out somebody who's financially struggling or you might want to take the first vacation that you've had in five years because you finally can afford one and both are worthy and both are valuable. But what ends up happening, and I was just talking about this in the last episode with our clients, right? You heard me say, and how do you say hard things to clients? We get in this place where we're reacting, that our client is coming to us and saying X, Y, Z. So we think we immediately need to sort of jump up and down and be ABC. And what we want to do in this situation is maintain our power and stay in control of the conversation. So we're not absolving ourselves of our power and our personal responsibility by getting in reacting mode of so-and-so asked for 50 bucks. So-and-so's water heater broke. Somebody needs a new roof. Mom needs this. You know, all of that. And just reacting to the need and then feeling like a jerk if we say no. An easy way to do this is to decide at the beginning of the year what your own financial goals are. Include the income and the profit you want to bring in. Include any causes or things you want to donate to. Anything that you feel is you're prioritizing your investment. And then you have to do a gut check and say, as part of my success, is it also a value that I help friends and family? And if I'm answering yes, how do I want to help friends and family? Do I see it worth it to buy them dinner? Do I see it worth it to offer, you know, to pay for this, that, or the other thing, but to walk yourself through it so that when the requests come, because anybody can ask, and we can't just have a podcast, you know, episode sort of lamenting the people who think they're entitled to ask. Anybody gets to ask the question. It's on us to decide the answer. But as you navigate that, if you can kind of know ahead of time, I am, you know, I recognize that I'm in a good financial place. I am able to kind of help or support up to $2,500 a year, or you fill in the number. But that way, when someone asks for a $50 loan, you suddenly, or, you know, you're, you're taking $50 off that, you know, communal tab that you kind of built for yourself, you're loaning the $50. And then once you've sort of spent the $2,500 and, you know, given it away or loaned it out, the answer going forward is no. But if that way you're not saying like, oh, so-and-so needs a new roof, but so-and-so needs a uniform for kids and -and so-and-so needs this, that you are not in this position of deciding like what is the most valuable thing to give your money to? What is the most worthwhile thing? Because once it leaves your hand, it's not your business anymore. But it is really helpful if you have some sense of your values before these conversations happen. And because they've been happening so often. And because people are coming to you and asking you these things, it would be a good idea to have that conversation. 
Now, the note you were asking me about your mom of sort of saying that your mom's never been able to manage herself. She's never been able to take care of herself. And somebody in the family has always had to bail her out, hear that and the other thing. And now it's you because everybody sees you being successful. I would do that same thing specifically for your mom to recognize that if your mom is hot mess express and can't figure it out, then you are always going to be in this position and you have the option to tell her to stop asking you to say, hey, listen, I understand you're in a bind. I understand you're really in a tough spot. This is how I can help you. This is how I'm willing to help you. But this is what I can't do. But if you decide ahead of time before she even asks what you're willing to do, what you're willing to offer, the kind of help you're willing to offer, the kind of help you're not willing to offer, any financial limits on that, you will be in control of the conversation. And you can say, hey, mom, I know it's been hard for you. I know you've had a lot of this or a lot of that. And I need you to know that I want to take care of you. But I also have goals for my own life and my own future. And unfortunately, I need to be able to manage those two. So here's what I can do for you today. You need X amount of money. I can offer you this. I know it's not everything you asked for, but such and such. And then you continue the conversation. Or perhaps you just keep saying yes until your mom has... used up her yearly budget with you. So if it's February and she's already used her $2,500 you allotted her for the year, then you're saying no to all the other expenses for the remainder of the year while you remind her that you were able to help her for the first two months of the year. But recognizing that these decisions bring up a sense of responsibility, they bring up a sense of ownership, they can bring and be like accompanied by a side order of guilt in a lot of conversations, in a lot of situations. But what what you want to do is just really get centered with yourself to recognize that you might disappoint people. Some people might not understand, other people not, might not agree, but you want to set yourself up for success. And you want to make sure that you, like your success, fuels you and builds the life you want because you're not working this hard just to give it all away. And it is a new way of thinking because at some point you weren't in the position to help. So being in a position to help probably felt amazing until you didn't see an expiration date, until you didn't see an end date on it. And you realize that suddenly, if you're not careful, you're going to give yourself away. And that's the last thing we want for you. So if you can get clear away from the person, ask for some time to think about it, recognize that like when people ask for money, that just because they're asking doesn't mean you have to answer right away. You can walk away, take some time to think about it, it, consider it for yourself, and then deliver a response that's consistent with the life and the business you want to run for yourself. But you absolutely get to set this boundary. You absolutely get to say no, and you absolutely get to manage it with your head held high. I'm so glad you reached out. I'm so sorry again that I couldn't bring your question specifically to read it on air, but I hope that this has helped you and offered a frame for you. And anybody who's stuck on an interpersonal dynamic like this, who wants my help on your um, life or business, feel free to reach out to me over at heather at heathergrayconsulting.com. Thank you so much for today. I really look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.